Spartans, prepare for glory. Here we go with another episode of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy, and as always, sitting across from me in our new attic is Jason McDonald. <laughs> My name is... What? My name is... Hey, how are you, man? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, welcome to the new space. Yeah, um, this is uh, Studio 1B. Yeah, BA, I think. <laughs> BA, BA bracket. We move, uh, especially in my house, uh, since I have, you know, a fairly new house, I guess, in terms of uh, being, only being here for just over a year to two years. I still can't get the room right as to where I want to have podcasts. Can't you just make a decision and stick to it? I, I would love to, but I'm married with children. <laughs> and uh, my decisions are. Not always my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have others to consider. Oh, I know. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. But how you been? Yeah, good, man. Really good. What are you up to? Because I haven't seen you for um, at least four days. <laughs> <laughs> well, after spending four days together at the Formula One in Melbourne. That is right, yes. I just wanted to have a break. <laughs> <laughs> and that lasted, what, <laughs> five days? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, been good, man. Just um, doing some work around the house, still managing my little chihuahua, Chihui Hui, who turns six months in a week. Can you believe that? Um, so he's six months old, finally toilet trained. Thank God for that. <laughs> oh my God, you forget. You just forget. It's so painful. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's done. We're yeah. still a naughty little doggy. <laughs> yeah, and still tiny, like, because I haven't seen him since, like, you yeah. first got him. He's just filled out, like, as far as put on weight, but yeah. he hasn't actually grown any bigger or anything, you know what <laughs> I mean? He's still tiny, but he's a cute, he's really cute. He's got a really good personality too, which I like. Do you yeah. pop him in a handbag and take him down to the shops? Or? Uh, no, I don't. If I had a handbag, I would. Oh, yeah. that's not, let's not pretend <laughs> that you don't have <laughs> at least one. All right, I've got a man bag. Do you have a bum, bum bag? No, no, I, like the I left them in the uh, 90s. <laughs> well, people still wear them these days, don't they? And it's kind of like a handbag, really. I guess you... it's a gym thing, right? Is it? I don't know. It was <laughs> in the 90s. Really? A bum bag was for the gym? Oh, yeah, What are 100%. you going to carry in a bum bag for a Your gym? Phone. No, you, yeah. You... In the 90s, we had no phones, really. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah. the phones we did have came with their own bum bags because you had to carry this massive battery around. <laughs> yeah, it was a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so, yeah, did you want to talk about F, uh, the Formula One weekend? Or Yeah, yeah, definitely, because uh, obviously it? we were there for my 40th. Happy birthday, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> we're there yeah, for my 40th. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> the big 4-0. The 40 that went over a month, mind you. Over a month? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking You're about? You're still trying to milk it, even today. Am I? Just just then. 
On the podcast. No, no, it's our first podcast since my 40th. I just thought, you know, as one of my best mates in the world, that you just might have brought it up. I think I brought it up last podcast, but you don't, you don't listen back. I don't. No. What did so, you say? I said, guess what? It's Sean's 40th coming up. Happy birthday to Sean. I think the last podcast we did was on the 3rd of February or something like that, so... Was it? No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> you don't even know when we do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it started well. <laughs> we um, so yeah, I had my fortieth. Uh, I didn't want a big party or anything, so we ended up going down to the Formula One in Melbourne. Yep, trying to see uh, Daniel Ricciardo, the Australian driver. Go, you know, with his brand new team in Renault. Yeah, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, attempt to sort of take on the the big three teams and. Uh, how did we go with that, Jason? Oh, failed dismally. <laughs> he didn't even get out of the straight. Well, he did, but... Yeah, so basically he was really out of the race before the first turn. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't ruin the weekend because no, no, it was no. still fun, but it's one of those things where, I don't know if you're watching maybe a football game or something and your best player breaks their leg or something. No, mm. that's, that's morbid. In the first match. In the first yeah, yeah, yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Oh. But it's good though, it was a, such a great weekend, it was beautiful weather, but up in Sydney on the Central Coast, it was pissing down rain for all four days. Yeah. Um, and it was beautiful, actually, a suntan in Melbourne. Shout out to all the Mel- it Melbourneians. It was, yeah. Not once during the day did I wear long trousers. No, and, uh, but you know, we um, had a good brekkie, went down to the race, watched that for, you know, five, six hours, because they had supercars there, as, as well as other races and other things going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, you know, go have a beer somewhere afterwards and, and you know, eat really nice, you know, at some really nice restaurants and then go and find a bar. It was just a really good week. What was that weekend. 90s nostal- the gaming nostalgia place we went to? I think it was called Bartronic. Bartronic. Bartronica. That was cool. So basically it had th- games like Double Dragon, NBA yeah. Jam, all those big games from the 90s, or the arcade games. And 80s. And 80s. Even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and then they had a bar in there. I, I was telling my friend Tony about it, and he said that there's one in Newtown in New South Wales. Um, and it's, yeah, some sort of... 80s theme, I think. I'll have to look it up. But there's one in Newtown that's about gaming and, and right. bar as well. So definitely going to go and check that one out. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, it was uh, such a great weekend anyway. Had a lot of laughs and uh, then back to reality. Well, there goes Robogies. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the great things about that uh, weekend was, I think it was the week before, maybe two weeks before that, the um, Netflix released their Formula One Drive to Survive documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, obviously has the blessing of um, the Formula One themselves because it was basically like all access. Yeah, all access, yeah. Yeah. And what I loved about it um, mainly is that it. I know a lot of people that don't care for motor racing. It can be very boring, right? Yeah. I think you commented on the, the Wired World of Sports, the comedian um, yeah. who... <laughs> These cars are going round and round. It's so fucking boring. Yeah. yeah, and I know a lot of people that think exactly that, so that's yeah. why it's so funny, right? <laughs> uh, but my wife, uh, Emma, happened to sit down and watch the first couple of episodes of this Formula One Drive to, fu- drive to, drive to Survive yeah. and was hooked yeah. And she'd finished it before I did because it was just great human drama. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, the motor racing was there, and but it was just sort of used as, um, oh, I don't know, like the catalyst for, for bringing on the drama with all of the drivers. 
Yeah, and, and I kind of just started to get that because I watched most of that and yeah. um, I skipped some of the middle episodes. But, yeah, and uh, I loved it. And now I'm hooked into Formula One, which I, if you had said to me 12 months ago, you'll be watching all of 2019's Formula One, yeah. I, I would have actually laughed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the thing is I've never had anyone to talk to it no. about. I mean, I like motorsports. I do. I've yeah. always been into cars. I always like racing. But just for whatever reason, you know, you have kids, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you just lapse out of certain things because of time, you know. Yeah. And then once you're out of habit, you don't, you're don't out of education, you don't know things. So, therefore, you just kind of yeah. not into it anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what happened to me. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully back into it now. I've got time on my hands. Yeah. And yeah, time on your hands, exactly, and and time to fill with a lot of mathematics as the race is going on, because I know right. Part of the love of everything um, that you're watching is sort of understanding what's happening on a track via all of the stats they are giving you. So you're kind of Rain Man sitting mm. there counting the, the the amount of cards that are coming through <laughs> to work out, you know, who's going to take over who on which lap, and anyway. We if don't you're want not to bore our listeners with no. that. I just want to say that if you're not into motor racing, give that uh, documentary on Netflix just a, a chance. Give, yeah. it th- give it three episodes. Yeah. Um, tell, me, tell me I'm wrong because uh, I, so far... I can't. I, well, so far I haven't found someone who hasn't said to me I didn't like it. Yeah. So. Now, um, the other thing I've been doing is uh, I think I may have said last episode that I kind of built a gym in my garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing gym every day to second day and loving it, really getting back into it, which was certainly overdue, but half the reason for me. To... And it's making a massive difference. <laughs> As he says with the, with the driest look on his face. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to support you here, <laughs> Yeah, mate. thanks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, half the reason why I wanted to move up and get a job on the coast is more time and health and yada yada yada, right? Because I I love working out, I love martial arts and all. You know, I love doing I'm, I love doing physical things. Yeah. Um, and anyway, sorry, my mind just wandered there for a sec. Where did that go? I'm just going to wind that back in. <laughs> right. I love doing physical things, and you picture yourself on top of a mountain, <laughs> staring out at the sure, abyss. Sure, that's exactly what I pictured. <laughs> so um, I've been in the gym. Uh, and I've set it up with Netflix and Foxtel and stuff as well. And so I've been smashing Entourage. Yeah. I'm going to go back and watch Entourage properly um, uh, back-to-back. Binge. Now, when this came out, this was my favourite show at the time. You know, Hollywood movies, very funny, um, bit of TNA, which I liked, and, and all that stuff. It was just great, right? Um, but I had, to, I had to wait week to week to watch that. And yeah. uh, and so literally, I was watching it a twenty-two minute episode once every seven days. Oh, it was yeah. horrible. Yeah, I loved it. Right? But yeah, because it, it was just over and done with. Yeah, and, just, and and it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine at the moment. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's not the way to watch TV because if you think about it, like let's say it's a like season three is twenty-three episodes or something, right? Yeah, that's twenty-three weeks. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, you yeah. just get a bit over it. And Friends suffered from that similar thing. Anyway, binging it back to back where you can knock three, four, five episodes off like that is brilliant. And it's just – it hasn't lost it. It's, it's a bit non-PC at the moment actually. It's, it's, it seems a little bit, you know, it is sexist and, and yeah. things like that. and um, So that's a bit weird. 
but I still, but the story there is still great, and the banter between the boys and blah blah blah. But yeah, I loved. It. I'm loving it, and uh, I know I now remember why it was my number one show back then. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's on Foxtel here in Australia, so I'm not sure if you haven't got that, you kind of can't watch it unless you got it on DVD or whatever. But, DVD. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm watching that. I watched two episodes to my gym workout. It's kind of like 40 minutes. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, and uh, from there I'll probably move on to um, – I've got Scrubs there to do as a perfect one for that one as well. Um, and I have something else in the pipeline because I want to back them up because it's a bit, of a, a bit of a popcorn movie thing. Like I look forward to working in the gym as much as I look forward to watching a new episode of Entourage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so – it's important to have my good television to, to watch at the same time because yeah. they both motivate each other, you know, yeah. in a weird kind of way. No, I don't. No, completely. I yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. Well, it could yeah. be music, you know, whatever it is yeah. that you're into. But um, for me, that's what I'm into. The gym is the only place that I get to listen to heavy metal. Yeah, right. Exactly. I can't. Yeah, no, no one in my house wants to hear it. And generally, if I'm traveling in a car with people, no one wants to hear it. And <laughs> I don't, I'm not in a car that often. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not often I get to put it on. So when you get to the gym and you can just put that and some hip hop and you know, things were swearing that shouldn't be for little children's ears. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to um, just want to say that uh, the characters of drama, Johnny Chase, played by Kevin Dillon, and um, Ari Ari Gold, oh, yeah. uh, played by Jeremy Piven, Piven yeah. and even Lloyd, oh, played, yeah. played by Rex Lee. Uh, Man, they are just brilliant characters <laughs> and so brilliantly acted. Yeah. They're just amazing. Like I know that um, E and Vinny are anchors of the show, you know, so they don't have the those kind of weird places that they go with their storyline as much, you know. Yeah. But uh, And they're still great. But just, yeah, um, I just think Ari Gold is one of the greatest characters <laughs> yeah. of all time. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Piven's done a fantastic job with that. Yeah. <laughs> What else? What have you been up to? Well, uh, yeah, I've been uh, obviously working, Dance with the Stars. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, Great. Um, Obviously, we were away for one week, so they replaced me for that week. Um, And there was a a fairly controversial um, uh, expulsion from the show, Uh, you know, like a voting change, because the way it works is basically 50% of the vote is what the judges score. And 50% of the vote is what the audience, um, people at Australian home... Australian public, yep. Australian public vote for. And it just... The, the voting public have either not voted for people they like because they think they're safe or or people that you think probably aren't the strongest dancers and are not being marked highly have a huge following. So they're being picked up a lot. So in the last sort of three weeks, there have been people who going home who you wouldn't expect because yeah, right. they're actually quite good dancers. Um, but now we've got to the last four weeks... This was the first week where they changed it. So it's still 50-50, but the bottom two then go into a bit of a cha-cha dance-off uh, and then the judges <clears> will <throat> pick who's going home. Which is what they that. ended up doing with American um, with Australian Idol, exactly the same thing. Yeah, right. Because exactly the same thing was happening. Yeah. And then they did that bottom two and then a sing-off or whatever they called it, just so the judges had some kind of control. Yeah, you, ne- you need a bit of quality control. Otherwise, yeah. that 50%... Um, can really can dictate, d- dictate, yeah. yeah, and it becomes yeah. a popularity, a real popularity competition. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, um, if, you know, close your ears if you don't want to know who went home on Monday night's edition. Uh, but Curtly Ambrose uh, went home. Who, you know, 
for a lot of us, uh, was an absolute idol yeah. growing up in the late 80s, early 90s. One of Australia, uh, uh, sorry, Australia's, <laughs> one of uh, West wish. Indies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, I do. Uh, West Indies' best fast bowlers, best pace bowlers. And he's 6'8", um, you know, real lean, just came in with the fire and tore Australian batsmen apart. Yeah. So, yeah, watching that growing up, I think it was probably one of the first times as a kid when you're playing backyard cricket where usually you would run up being like, oh, I'm Bruce Reed or, <laughs> or whoever you are, right? Um, Glenn McGrath, what, you know, all those sort of people. These are the Merv Hughes. I was always coming up as Kurtley Ambrose. I was Malcolm Marshall. Yeah, were you? Yeah. Excellent. You used to love coming, running in from the side. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that's what that team of that era did. Yeah, so, exactly. so anyway, having him go home, I was a little uh, emotional about it. Um, but, so uh, is that the last time you'll see him or he'll come back for a, the final show, I guess, won't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really talk about what happens in future shows. Oh, okay. Uh, one, mainly because I don't know. Yeah, or it's not like an NDA that you've signed. <laughs> well, no, well, but if I did that, know, but... I, couldn't, I couldn't say it, but <laughs> I actually don't know. It's been a question in my head. Um, the only thing I do know, and it has happened already, which is the, the pro dancers, they all come back to do sort of uh, more dancing as the as obviously the celebrities become thinner Go. and thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do think they all get them back at the end for one dance. But for yeah, more. Oh, well, my, my grand final job is going to be a, a load of fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, uh, getting every I've, my job is basically um, assistant floor manager. So I get people through hair and makeup um, and get them onto stage in time. And that sounds like it could be easy because it's kind of chronological, but it's not. None of it's chronological. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you can have up to 22 people that you have to move in and out of studios. And so, for instance, I did 24 and a half kilometers on Monday alone. That's crazy. That's, yeah. A regular day, I'll, like, I'll do five kilometers maybe. I think I did two kilometers today. Yeah. Just normal life. 24 and a half kilometers I did. A half a marathon. Uh, started at 7.30, finished at 10.30 at night. You know, it's a, it's a long day, a long job. So having more people getting them through, it's, uh, it's doable. Everything's doable. Just a bit more pressure uh, on. So, um, yeah, you know, I'd love to see them back for the grand final, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's hope they don't need hair and makeup. <laughs> well, if it was easy, they wouldn't need you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that'd be nice. Uh, but well, look, one of the real positive things that, uh, about working in any sort of TV is the people you get to meet. Yeah. And, you know, that's behind the scenes as well. Um, you know, I've worked with some, some absolute legends who we're still friends with today. But uh, guest judge on Monday night was the daughter of one of Australia's most beloved sons, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Bindi Irwin. Bindi. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is that just by chance, I follow her on Twitter anyway. I have done since I've been on Twitter and she's been on there. Plus her uh, boyfriend, uh, who she's been with for a little while, and um, her mum. I don't, don't follow her brother. Um, Apparently she got a bit of a backlash for her, not performance, but have you heard about this yet? No, I haven't, but it would be interesting, yeah. Yeah, I just had a quick swipe sure. in news and yeah. it come back to Bindi... Um, the interweb, interweb's going crazy about her being very, um, coming across very uh, rehearsed or false, whatever way you want to look at that. Right. And and when I read it, I went, that, I get what they're saying, but that's her. That She's is, been like that since, since she was fucking three and could talk. The, and do you know what? A lot of that backlash, 
I, I don't know because I haven't read who it's coming from, but I, I believe they'll be coming from people from a non-Steve Irwin era who don't understand that her sure. dad actually spoke sure, like sure, that. Sure, sure, yeah, exactly. And yeah. that um, her brother still speaks like yeah, that. exactly. And the family speak like that. It's, it's just it's the way they've, they do, they've done things. Yeah. And, uh, and it's worked yeah. out pretty well for them so far. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, exactly. Um, and do you know what? Like she's, she's young as well. I don't know how old she is, but she can't be... Like twenty. Oh, she, yeah, she'd be pretty close now, I reckon. But, but um, no, I mean, I know from you know, just the background, it's not rehearsed. You know, they'll get notes um, as to background before the dancers. But once the dancers and everything start, they don't know what to say. They don't know what the dance is going to be like. Yeah, they haven't seen them, <laughs> so you know, everything that she would be saying is just things that you know she wants to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was more in the the delivery itself. You know what she's she's oh, like. She's she was, very, yeah. she fought, like seemingly forces that charisma. <laughs> sure. But as you just said, the whole family's like that. I've always been like that. Yeah. It's not like there's one television performance where she's turning it up. Yeah. She's always been like that in front of the camera, anyway. For her. And they right. I can I can see what people yeah. are saying, but that's just her. That's not putting it on. Really. You need to move on, I think. Yeah. Know, <laughs> well, we're talking about the internet here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things need to move on. Uh, so anyway, so that that was just a nice. I got to um, to meet her and uh, and just chat for a second. Uh, I made a boyfriend actually. Oh yeah. So that was good. Uh, yeah. That's cool. So that was just it was a nice moment. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's an icon. Well, the, the, the family's an absolute Australian icon. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, with all the pro dancers coming back, it's great because, um, you know, I get along with, uh, with some of those pro dancers really well. And so it's really nice to see their faces come back really smiling. And um, even though they haven't got their celebrities with them, mm. the, the, I guess that pressure of dancing with the celebrity is off. So they just come back and they're, yeah, they're on fire. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, Can you nod or shake your head <laughs> if my main man Samuel John- Johnson's still in the competition? Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. That's all I need to know. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right. Do you want to talk about uh, TV, movies? Yep. What do you What do you What do you been watching? What do you been watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you doing? What are you watching? Well, I've got a mixed bag. That's good. I've seen. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I've seen. <laughs> I'm going to start with. Uh... We've seen. We've seen, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with a quick one. that I'm up to episode four or something of one of my favourite little guilty pleasures. Oh. Season three Hang just on. came out on Netflix and that's Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, uh, that's I something that Emma's into. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I love it. But you got to get to where – you got to get to a point where you – you got to get to a point where you understand where Timothy Oliphant's character is at because he is everything in the show, everything. Yeah. And the, everything else around that's good and fun, but he every time he looks at the camera, it's hilarious. You know that I'm a huge I know you Tim are. fan. I, yeah. I'm, and I've, I've talked about Timothy on this show before in yeah. Santa, right? Yeah. But he just, he just nails his character. It's so good. He's so good at it. And... He's just beside himself the whole fucking time <laughs> and it's so good. I love it. I just love it for him. But no, having said that, it is still a black, um, you know, rom-zom-com, right? Yeah. Which I'm into so as well. Yeah. So yeah. that helps. But anyway, so for those who uh, didn't know it was out, get into that. 
Um, you got to like, obviously very gory, a bit silly because it's black, com- um, black horror comedy. Yeah. But um, just once you start to get his character, I reckon you're in. Okay. <laughs> Look, I don't know why. I don't know what's stopping me. It's, yeah. I think it's the blood stuff. I'm just a bit... Uh, yeah. Because I like him and well, I love him so much that I should be watching anything that he's in. Well, if you really love him, you've got to watch this because it's also against type as well. Well, that, well, yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing. He's not playing a cowboy now. So. No. Yeah, exactly, but he's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, that, that's me for TV pretty much. Well, uh, uh, Afterlife, I think you've, you've watched Afterlife. a bit of that. No, I haven't watched that. Oh, you haven't? Yet. Yeah, no, no. yeah, that's right. So I do want to watch it. Yeah. Ricky Gervais' latest uh, um, Netflix show is 25-minute episodes, six episodes long, so you're in yeah. and out, uh, and it just about – um, Ricky Gervais, who plays a guy who's basically um, bereaved because his uh, partner, is, uh, his wife of you know, however 15, 20 years, has, has died. Um, and it's a really nice setup, the whole thing. You know, every episode sort of starts with a video that she left for him. And, you know, kind of that has the morals of what the story, of what that episode is Where about. Where going, yep. And, uh, and in, a re- in Ricky Gervais's sort of dark mind, uh, you know, he, he he sort of he's a dude that doesn't want to live anymore. So it's about finding his way back. Right. Okay. And that, and that's the hardest thing because you can see that his wife was a strong character, a beautiful human being, and that you know living without her is not worth it. So he needs to find his space in this world now. And over <laughs> twenty five minutes and six episodes, <laughs> he does. I, I feel he really does that well. Yeah, so right. much so that I think they've greenlit um, season two for that. So. Right. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, maybe that will be uh, one of my gym shows or is it too a little bit more drama? I think it's probably too much drama for yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. gym. Okay. Yeah. Because right. it is real dramedy. Yeah. And I think where gym works is when, you haven't, when you've seen the shows before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can zone out a little bit if you have yeah, to. Yeah, if you have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool, 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 cool. That's on my list. Yeah, so definitely do list. that. But uh, no, most and of you the got, things... obviously you got to like Ricky Gervais, right? You probably hate the show if you don't like him. I think that if you're going to like any show that he's in, um, this is probably the easiest one. Oh, okay, a little bit more accessible. Slightly, only because of the more the drama. Um, cool, cool. Uh, do you want to do theatrical? Yeah, that's, that's everything else I've got because I've oh, okay. loads of that, but I've picked the highlights. Okay. Well, most of these we've kind of seen together actually, but uh, the two theatricals I've seen in the last three weeks uh, is Captain Marvel yep. and Us. 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 Yeah. So um, do you want to do a quick 3.2 minutes on Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel was uh, a really good bridging film for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to go into it too much because uh, it requires me to back up a lot of statements. Oh. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I did. Yeah. I think like everyone else did. Um, it's probably somewhere in the mid-ranking of the Marvel Universe. Okay. Yeah. For me. I can't say too much more. Like, people are going to see it if they're going to see it. Oh, well, everyone has seen it. Has seen it, right? Has killing it. And uh, I, I would, all I was there for was just a good Marvel film because they're all generally pretty good. But I, what I really wanted to see was the links to Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, 
I I'm a big fan of Brie Larson. Always have been. Yeah. Uh, from her, her indie roots to her amazing Oscar-winning performance in Room. Yeah, she was great in that, right? Yeah. And I've never seen it. <laughs> so, you should remember that. <laughs> say, say that. I haven't again. seen it. Oh, no, I know you haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's okay. I don't judge you. But you should watch it. Fuck, you got one job. Um, <laughs> arguably the best drama of that year that it came out. Oh, that's pretty cool. So right. clearly you don't like drama, so that's that's okay. <laughs> Why don't we just talk about superhero films? Right, Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, really really keen to see uh, her um, interpretation and Captain Marvel as a superhero. I was kind of pretty excited to see that. You know, um, there's been male versions and female versions, and um, I thought Captain Marvel was great. I thought Brie Larson was great. Um, Generally speaking, the movie was good, uh, but there was there was some issues. I had some issues with the film. People are listening to this, going, "Both of these guys have the worst reviews on Captain Marvel," <laughs> and I think it's because yeah. we are holding back. We are a little bit, yeah, because we're afraid of <laughs> no, 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 the backlash. Well, no, I, I, I think Bree was fantastic, and Captain Marvel as a superhero, female superhero, was fantastic. What I didn't like was how they made comic relief out of Samuel L. Jackson's character. It doesn't make sense as uh, as Fury. He never has been like that. I know that it was dialing back 30 years earlier when he was young. He hadn't actually – he hasn't quite come up with the uh, Avengers um, – what do you call it? Avengers. <laughs> shield? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah, shield, yeah, I guess. Um, the program, Avengers program. It's, oh, yeah, it's called right. Avengers. <laughs> I don't know, Protocol or something. Whatever. Um, yeah, so him being really funny, I just, they were using him for comic relief and that wasn't working for me because uh, although Samuel is excellent at comic relief and has done that for most of his life in most of his career, yeah. but not as Nick Fury. And that's, that's where I was a bit. See, yeah. I didn't mind that part only because I used to be a lot of fun. When I was younger. <laughs> and, and, and now I feel like a little bit of a oh. Nick Fury of the current day. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Shit, my, that's out the window then. So, you know, so I, I get how he could be that way and that we haven't seen, you know, obviously there, that was one moment where he's had bad things. I mean, you, you know, never created the Avengers initiative. That's the word I was looking for. there you go. Now, if you had of or had the mind to make uh, create the Avengers Initiative, I wouldn't expect you to be extremely humorous as a young adult. There you go. But you were extremely humorous as a young adult. Didn't create the Avengers Initiative. You've lost me, and already. you become a, a bore as an adult. Is that? What? <laughs> You've absolutely lost me. Uh, I've lost myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway. thought there was, I thought there was a dig in there, but I didn't do it very uh, yeah, well. Yeah, I was looking. I was waiting to be hurt, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't quite come. It didn't quite work. Um, anyway, I, I think uh, for me, I told you what I liked about Captain Marvel, but for me, this is in the lower to mid range of Marvel films. Yeah, yeah, for me. Uh, now, just before we go on, uh, as back catalogue, because I do watch a lot of back catalogue old stuff. We have, like yourself, the girls and I have started the uh, Marvel. Um, universe. Oh yeah. Uh, chronologically, not yeah. release, but chronologically. Chronologically, yeah. Uh, by story. So yeah, and we may not get, we may not finish them all before Endgame, but we are up to. Uh, what are we up to now? I think we're up to Ultron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we're that's actually about it. where I'm at because I, I was doing the same thing and I've just sort of stalled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I've watched all Iron, Iron Man's again, which I actually did recently, like probably twelve months ago. They're great to watch. They're really good. They're very yeah. good. Um, and the first Thor, which was great. Uh, first Avengers, which was fantastic again. I do you do kind of forget how good that movie was. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, anyway, that was catalogue. And the other one was obviously theatrical was Us, uh, Jordan Peele's follow-up to his masterpiece, yeah. <laughs> his modern masterpiece. His modern masterpiece, In yeah. Get Out. Yeah, uh, which I watched for a second time only about a month ago and was such a fantastic second watch. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, I think, three times now. Yeah. Just all the things that I was picking up on earlier in the film, now that oh. I understand what the movie's about. It's... Yeah. yeah, it's almost a completely different watch. Yeah, it was so good. Anyway. So a lot of eyeballs on us and interesting concept. And um, I do remember, I remember walking out of Get Out for the first time going, hmm, I've watched something really, really good here. I know that. But I'm not, I've got to digest it. I've got to process it. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to study a bit more. <laughs> Correct. And yeah. then the more it sat with me, the more I liked it. And then on the second reviewing, it was like, wow, right? Yeah. And that's, as we've spoken about many a times on this podcast, most of my top 10 films f- fall into exactly that category because they're, they're better re- repeat watchers, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're smart films. Anyway, Us, to me, falls in a similar category uh, already. I, I do feel, it's hard to tell until you've seen it a couple of times, Right. I do feel it's probably not going to be quite as special as Get Out, uh, but I do feel there's a lot here that I really, really like. And I walked out of the film with you and we talked about it briefly uh, before going into a dark car park uh, that, I, <laughs> that um, I, I really liked it, but I, I still have to live with it. You know, I have to yeah. digest it. Uh, the more I've thought about it, the more, the more positive it has become in my mind. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm keen for a second watch and yeah, I just, I just, I can almost say that I've, I love it Yeah. now, but I need to watch it that second time. And before I jump to conclusions, I know you weren't as positive yeah, and first I, time around. And I'm still in the, I liked it, Yeah. but I, I think the second watch will definitely push me further to liking it. I yeah. Hope. Yeah. Because I realized that there's a lot there and, uh, I just wasn't keeping up. Right. Okay, and, and that's 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 a good thing for a second watch, right? Yeah. I mean, and Shutter Island was like that for me. I was like, what, you know? And that's just I've seen that <laughs> ten times. I still learn things in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, did you listen to that interview with Jordan Peele that I forwarded you? Or uh, not? No, but I've I've got it on my yeah, phone. because I, I think that's a that's a really good one to listen to 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 help you understand where he's coming from in a few areas, a few layers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was how the Empire he, podcast, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Empire, um, English Empire, yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, mm. I, I just think it's a great film and a lot of fun. But, like, there will still be a lot of people who will walk out going, what was that? You know, but you need to like your cerebral-style movies. Yeah. Your thinkers, you know, but this isn't an art house thinker. No. This is actually a commercial thinker, you know, like yeah. a Nolan almost, you know, like yeah. a, you're getting something grand, but you, he's not going to give it to you too easy, you know what yeah. I mean? Unlike some art house film like Suspiria, which is just, which I watched, by the way. Oh, and right, yeah. Finally. I want to, I haven't seen it. So oh, it's too it. hard. Is it? It's just too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> and the reason why I'm upset, because I love the original 
Since period 1977. Did you watch it in your gym? Is that why? Uh, <laughs> no, I watched it at home. Um, I was very keen. I knew what I was in for too. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it would be art house. I knew it would be left. But essentially does, you know, 40 minutes of just, you know, talk, talk fest and uh, weird stuff happening. Uh, and then like then when it does the horror, the horror is horrific. Yeah, right. So it really does go there. Uh. Like it's in a yucky way, you know. Um, and I don't know, it just wasn't working for me, unfortunately. I really hope I like it, just so I can argue with you over it. Yeah, you won't. Well, no, actually, yeah, please watch it, because yeah, you probably will like it. Yeah, I just want to watch it. Like, yeah, yeah I've, I've read, I've read mixed... 43 minutes. How, how long? <laughs> Two hours and 43 minutes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, i watch it in three parts. <laughs> yeah. So generally speaking, we're positive on us. Is that what you think? Yes. Yeah, no, okay. definitely. Right, cool. If you've seen Get Out, you definitely need to go see us. Yeah. And if you didn't like Get Out, I wouldn't, you're not going to like us. I don't yeah. think, you know. Um, they're very similar in its tone. Yes. Yeah. But nothing to do with each other. Yeah. But nothing to do with each yeah. other, no. Um, yeah, please listen to that thing because it'll open your eyes in the way that I needed my eyes open a little bit after okay. the film, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like hereditary. <laughs> we won't go there. Oh, gosh. Um, what about The Dirt? Netflix is The Dirt. Yes. We knocked now, that over. Yeah, so we both knocked this over. So this is the sort of biography of um, Motley Crue, yeah. which, you know, for both of us is uh, one of our big bands in the sort of Growing mid to up. late 80s. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Feelgood was one of the best albums and yeah. one of my first three albums I ever bought uh, or given on tape. Tape. Yeah. Was it a double or a single tape? Single tape. Oh, yeah. I could just do Kickstart My Heart and yeah. Dr. Feelgood. Anyway, so this, yeah, this is kind of, uh, it's, I mean, it's Netflix attempt at yep. doing a really, what's it, low budget? Because it had a bit to it, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a warts and all. Like, you know, there's yeah. no holds barred like Wolf of Wall Street. Um, you see everything, you feel everything, and I think that's all, all the better for that. Um, but it's pretty full on though. It is, you know, I think what you're saying is it almost goes into telemovie style, but only because what you're watching, I think is so over the top. Maybe that's what makes it feel like that. But I I didn't, I felt good. I felt really good about the production budget actually. Yeah. uh, Quality. I didn't worry about it at all. Uh, You know, uh, would have been great for something like, um, the queen, Bohemian Rhapsody is if they could just go slightly more from where Bohemian Rhapsody was in its commerciality towards where the dirt was. Yeah. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. For, for Freddie Mercury's sake. Yep. Not, I agree not, with that. I still think Bohemian Rhapsody was a great film. Yep. But just to give um, Freddie Mercury some of the, <laughs> the dirt. Uh, yeah, because that's what it was. Yeah, because the yeah. way they handled, uh, you know, in the one line, don't ever, ever, ever leave your girlfriend with Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was evident. After a few scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I really hope they do that with Rocket Man as well. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a few skeletons in Elton's closets. Yeah. And I hope, I, I hope we are showing what they are, like they did on the dirt, because it doesn't always paint them as nice guys. In actual fact, they were rap bags. Yeah. Motley Crue. They were. For yeah. For the most part. You know, Absolute generally speaking, bags. they were rap bags. Yeah. But they were just a band living their image. Yep. To the fullest, you know, really. Yeah. They came up with this idea of who they were and they lived it and fulfilled it and 
yeah, they were they were very much what they said they were going to be. I really was hoping that um, it would somehow go into Tommy Lee, who's the drummer yeah. in Motley Crue, and Pamela Anderson's relationship. Yeah. I got to Heather Lockley's stage, Heather Lockley, but, yeah. which was kind of fun because I remember her well. But the, 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 <laughs> the one scene that I really flipped out on was um, – uh, Ozzy Osbourne oh. oh my gosh Yeah I'd almost I, you know, I think I'd rub that out of well, my mind uh, And what they do in this scene Is just <laughs> Beyond But do you know what If it was anyone else Other than Ozzy Osbourne You wouldn't believe it Yeah Like let's say if it was um, I don't know uh, Freddie Mercury Whoever sure. Anyone yeah. around that time Anyone Yep You'd be like nah. They're taking creative license here Yep But yep. You see Ozzy Osbourne and he does what he does. You're like going, this is bull. Uh, hang on. Actually. Do you know what? <laughs> this is probably abs- – this has probably happened. And it was written by Motley Crue, uh, the, the book. The book, Which was yeah, adapted. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to you got to suspect what he did actually happened. And yeah. I believe it. <sighs> but yeah, I won't say what it is. No. you just got to watch You've it. You've just got to watch the yeah. – yeah. How, how good is it to have – I mean, it's not free, obviously. It's just paying for streaming. But to have these sort of quality – Programs <laughs> at your fingertips. Yeah, no, it's great, man. It's so good. And now, speaking of which, uh, so we'll leave the dirt. Yeah, yeah. But where yeah. I'm positive, but I like that kind of film. Yes, yeah. And I like I'm positive as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a bit full on. So if you don't like your hardcore drugs, sex, and rock and roll, like hardcore, it might offend you. <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of Netflix, Triple Fun. Triple Frontier. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you you got you caught up on that on the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Oscar our... Isaac, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, I really liked this film. Really, really liked it. Yeah. A lot. Um, it could have been at the cinema. Um, yeah. If it was tightened up in in the story. Maybe and and even like as a lot of people have said about this film, rewind 10, 15 years ago, this was a this is a hundred million dollar hit at the cinema. Yeah. You know. But we've moved on, and it's just it's saturated by superhero stuff and and drama, thriller, actions just don't live well on big screen. It's so strange. Yeah, um, it's a, I think that's a podcast we should dedicate just to the change in cinema. Yeah, it's just these bullies in superheroes yes. literally are bullying out every other genre, except if you're you're um, an art house or an independent or a um, Oscar winning film that that grows. You know? Yeah. From, from word of mouth, which is very hard to do. But, yeah, like, there'll be books written about this decade. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. and, and slightly longer. Anyway, do yourself a favour. If you like your noughties, early noughties, late nineties actioners, uh, yeah. the, this is a smart actioner. It's not a dumb one. No. Uh, it's got a bit of brains about it, uh, but it's not all just action. There's a lot of... Um, suspense uh, in suspense there. Suspense. Well, yeah, yeah just, it's just a really interesting story. The- I, I really and it kind of one of those movies that um, starts off big and then starts to scale down. Yeah, and I think yeah, I, I like that. which which I think makes sense with the way the sto- the story is. So hundred um, percent. Now I know you said to me, look around the three quarter mark when it did scale down, become more about their human drama. I guess um, you started to get a little bit, um, you know, itchy. It's a bit Lord of the Rings for me. Yeah. <laughs> Walk, 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 walk. What are we doing now? We're walking. Why? I, I did see Mount Doom in the background, walk. actually. <laughs> uh, but the first half of that movie really um, sets up a really nice heist 
Yeah, sort really of good. film, but a grounded, a lot of fun. Yeah, grounded heist. But so. I, I, and I love the first half. But I actually really appreciated and respected respected the second half because of where it went. Yeah, right. Because I was expecting it just to be big and dumb the whole way through. Yeah, not that the first half is dumb. You know what I mean. And but no, I got something that was. I haven't seen Suspiria, but I know I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I got something I wasn't expecting at the end. It went somewhere I wasn't expecting, and that. For an action thriller, that's pretty decent, right? <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, insert. Well, I know that you have problems with action. Yeah. And not necessarily action thrillers, but it's certainly just actions. Remember, so, I saw, when I was a buyer for 10 years, yeah. do you know how many B-grade DTV actioners came across my desk with Seagal, with Van Damme, with Bruce Willis, with all of that, right? Not enough in Nick, my... Nick Cage. <laughs> like, you know, so I've got a sour taste in my mouth because literally hundreds and yeah. they're just shit, shit, shit with them just going, you know, please pass me the machine gun. <laughs> or whatever lines they're delivering, right? So it was just crap, you know. Just had them on the front cover. Yeah, so I, I do yeah. approach with caution. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, I really enjoyed this. I, I liked it a lot and uh, I'd recommend anyone watch it. If you liked, I don't know, what are you going to say? Maybe Black Hawk Down or what else? Something like um, obviously a heist, very heist. Yeah, it's obviously that kind of Colombian drug lord feel. That's what I was kind of thinking. If you like... Narcos American Made maybe well I was thinking but if you like Narcos right like that's just the whole sort of yeah. world of Narcos well this is kind of a movie if it were if Narcos was an action thriller rather than TV series drama yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway I'm double thumbs up I, I really liked it uh, so because of the fact that yeah you do have these problems with actions I I went out and watched a few things so you didn't have to oh thank you man yeah yeah, I did See this. See what you do for me. Yeah, you can't watch Mandy though with uh, Nick Cage. I, I need. I do want to watch that. <laughs> That's not action. That's horror. I do want to see that as well. I still haven't got my hands on it. Um, Hunter Killer. Oh yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank you for watching. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It stars Gerard Butler, and I have no no idea who else because yeah. I I don't remember the movie anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're in a submarine and uh yeah yeah and they have to go from A to B and stop other submarines and nuclear war. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a hunter sub and then there's a killer sub. No, I th- I think I think they call them like hunter killers. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just what it is. Well, do you know what? In the moment I had fun. Uh, me and the listeners, the whole pot out there, we appreciate your hard work <laughs> and dedication to watching that film for us. Well, I can I can tell you that if you have nothing to do... Yeah, I'm sure there'll be people out there who, who actually enjoy it. On a Friday, Saturday night, Hunter Killer is actually something that was a bit of fun. Right. But I'll for, like, I've basically forgotten about most of the film. Yep. Um, the second one was Mortal Engines. <laughs> Right. I did. Now, I'm intrigued about this film. <laughs> yeah. It's just. But I want. Do you know what? I want someone. I want to watch this film, but I want someone else, anyone else, because no one has watched it before me, <laughs> to tell me what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Do you know what? The interest, like me, will will peak at some point, and it'll just come across, and you'll make the mistake and say, "I just got to do it." And don't, the answer is don't. don't. Uh, so it's basically the the world on these. Moving land things yeah. are um, 
it's kind of like Alita Battle Angels world, yeah. you know, in that post-apocalyptic robot sort of, I don't know, grungy. Mad Maxi. Mad Maxi sort of set up on board. Yeah. And that's about, there's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about this movie. I didn't like any of the actors, not even um, our Aussie guy. What Hugh. about the effects and stuff? So, most of the effects on my television as it does with 4D for whatever 4K for whatever reason it shows up and it shows up like it's terrible right <laughs> um, there was nothing that I enjoyed about this movie wow so yeah yeah it was just a full miss the mark huh yeah I, I couldn't find any redeeming qualities in it at all wow now I could find redeeming qualities in Hunter Killer yeah but I can't find it in Mortal Engines so what are we saying don't watch it it's, it's kind of like and the thing is, I kind of liked Waterworld. Yeah. Right? But it's kind of like the Waterworld on land. Yep. It's just so big. Without, that... without Kevin Costner and without $300 million. Yeah. Well, how much? They, must have, they must have spent some money on this. Yeah, for it's sure. Big movie. It's just... Peter Jackson's name behind it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's... If you've seen it, let us know what you think. But uh, I... Yeah. I tend to try and speak highly of most films and find something about them that I like. Yeah. Um, and that goes to the last film that I did, so you didn't have to, Robin Hood. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. there's no way in the world I'm watching that fucking piece of shit. But you might. Oh. You might. What are you saying? It could be worth watching. If there's nothing else for you to watch, then you might like it. Oh, right? really? Yeah, yeah. So this is the way you have to go into it. And the actual there's an actual line that goes in this right at the beginning when they're sort of trying to set the scene. And they basically say, forget everything else that you've heard about Robin Hood and blah, blah, blah. He was this and he was that and whatever. And after watching the movie, I can say honestly and wholeheartedly, you have to forget anything else you know about Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Which I'm you... okay to do. I don't mind alternate versions that, you know, have got nothing to do with the origins or source. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I just don't want to have a silly film, you know, like a... Yeah. So you you, you definitely have to forget all that. Yep. Um, and sure, some of it can be a little silly, but I really felt overall uh, I enjoyed it for most of the way through. And I wasn't looking forward to this. Right, don't okay. forget, what's that movie that's uh, the King Arthur? See, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't watch that. Oh, I did, but I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. This was too hard. This still was like, uh, still fun. Like the, the effects were great. The okay. Actors were good. Jamie, yeah, I love the actors. Yeah, I thought yeah. um, Jamie Foxx might get on my nerves, you know, yep. for whatever reason, doing an accent and whatever, but he kept his accent. He, he played it well. Um, you know, very easy story. It sort of follows the lines of Robin Hood and the Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, How was uh, Taron? Yeah, I mean, he just plays sort of like an everyman, good man. Okay. Yeah, he plays it fine. Doesn't mean like it's not it's not special this movie. No. But if there's nothing else to watch, this is something you should watch. You don't watch Mortal Engines because you will come out of it, Jay. And now you have <laughs> to watch it because I want to see what you think. No. <laughs> oh. I'm not falling for Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like um, Tomb Raider to Cradle of Life. So I haven't or, seen, I haven't seen um, it. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, like somewhere around that. Yeah, like it's not great, but it's 
easy to watch. I, I thought well, I thought what was going to really annoy me was the um, the arrows because on that on the trailers they're firing them at an insane rate. But actually, <laughs> it kind of in the in the story it makes sense, and the weaponry that people use in it and the sound effects that they put to it are really cool. So, for instance, we have a, a friend, um, Dicky. This would be something that I would say if you're going to watch it, watch it at his ah. house. So your lounge will be shaking every time they fire and, and rapid fire these. Doof, 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 doof. <laughs> yeah, right. It's pretty cool. Okay. So, yeah. Um, now, we're, I've just got one more film to talk about sure. in catalogue. Yep. But before we do, we're up in uh, Studio 1B tonight and it's upstairs. BA. BA. <laughs> It's upstairs and there's no circulation whatsoever. So if I faint while I'm talking, um, just slap me and pick me up. And what do you mean circulation of air? Yeah, anything. Like I feel so hot. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah, but it's gonna, we've got a fan above us. That we... You won't hear it. Really? Yeah, not that one. It's, it's meant for sleeping. That's why I got it because this used to be the bedroom. So you put it on. Oh, well, let's put I'm it gonna, on. I'm We're about to go to a break in a sec. So let's switch it on. But then the lights bother me. Can you turn the lights off? <laughs> I can't turn the light off. <laughs> you're like a... You're a special child. <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of air. Oh, oh my God. There's oxygen going to my brain. I, I had it on... See, I had it on people before because I knew that what Jason gets like when he's a bit stuffy yeah right but then he started complaining about the apocalypse now there's a shadow effect. on the wall there's, yeah it just rem- uh, are you okay now uh, can we get I'm back looking to at the shadow but the, the uh, air we- is actually working all right uh so I, I watched uh finally watched zodiac david fincher's zodiac for the second time only oh yeah like 15 years later yeah like- so i watched it when it first came out and then i watched it a week ago, um, and I, I was just you know wanted to be persistent and just get through it because this movie is like notoriously slow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but what's really interesting about it is it's the fact of what true crime is today, right? Like there's so much true crime on Netflix and even yeah. his own Mindhunter series. Yeah. That feels really like that. You know, uh, but I think at the time you had Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo and Jake Gyllenhaal, like massive cast. Yeah. I guess you're expecting this kind of, you know, edgy, fun uh, blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. You've got this kind of true crime reenactment drama, slow-moving drama, you know, and it wasn't seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but so if you think of it like that, it's actually a very, very, very good film. It is hard to watch and it's long, but it's also quite rewarding. Yeah. Even though they never catch the Zodiac killer, and that's what's actually quite clever about it. They've never caught him, so he couldn't even finish the film by saying, and then here's the guy who, you know, whatever, right? He had to finish the film on a way that had an ending, but even though they didn't catch him, which is kind of clever how he does do it. Yeah, anyway, oh, I'll definitely go back and watch it again. Yeah, but you've got to have that time. It's a It's a rainy day. I've got nothing else to watch. Yeah. And I'm into true crime. Yeah. And you'll actually be quite, you'll be happy because you've got great actors doing their thing. And it's obviously very well shot. still looks amazing. All that. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't expect anything less from Fincher. No, no, of course not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thought I'd mention that. 
Uh, well, a couple of films. Uh, don't have to go too too much into them, but uh, Overlord. I finally oh. saw that. Yeah, okay. Um, and you know what? It's it's a solid film. Uh, I think you'd really like it. It's great, great war film more than anything. I just um, keep thinking Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. No. Okay. No, I think I I really feel that you would uh, enjoy this. Okay. Um, All right. It's it's more rooted in dirt than it is um, the sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this is the um, JJ Abrams produced. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. See, I, I didn't know much about it going into it. Right. I just it was one of the two dollar offerings. Ah, your and, local kiosk. Yeah, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll go and see that. Uh, then I saw Peppermint. Oh, Jennifer Garner. Okay, salt. Yeah, 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 pepper. exactly, exactly. Salt and peppermint. Uh. <laughs> it's all of those. It's all of those sort of uh, <laughs> things. Uh, yep, yeah, good, fine. Yep. Good for two bucks. Yeah. Had a good time with it. Get exactly what um, you think you'll get. Yep. Yeah. I won't ever watch it again. Yeah. But okay. uh, is there something that my fam can watch, like the girls, just no-brainer thriller kind of thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they don't mind, there are a couple of gross things, but like, like just violent things yeah, more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think that they might like, especially like the female empowerment that's part of it. You know, right. strong character. Yeah. Doing the thing. Trying to, um, is it, it Jessica or Jennifer? It's Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Jessica in anything for a long time. She's in TV now, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She was in Cinema. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And I got one more. That's cool. Yeah. The next one. <laughs> what do you got? No, no, no. This I is a big one. I want to finish on my one. Oh, I want to finish on my one. Okay. Um, so just a shout out to Liam. He's a mate of ours and I know oh. he listens to the show. Hey, Liam. He found, um, he found a movie that we've been banging on about on this podcast for three and a half years. Yeah. And he's, it's now on Netflix, which is Cube. Oh, it's on Netflix now, right. is it? Oh, yes. And he actually pointed it out to me. He's like, dude, is this a bloody movie you guys been banging on about? I'm like, yes, that's it. So you can watch it for $9.95 per month if you subscribe to Netflix. So, yeah, Cube. Now, remember, the reason why this come, it comes up all the time, but yeah. the last time it came up we, is our review on or my thoughts on Escape Room, um, which was kind of like a, a Saw and a Cube. Cube was before Saw. Yeah. Saw was before Escape Room. And, you know, believe me, this is a micro-budget film. Yeah. You need to know when you're watching it. This was shot, I, I believe, a lot less than a million dollars from memory. Yeah. It was like hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Know that and know that it was before Saw and everything else after it and then tell me what you think, you know? Yeah. It's nifty. It's well done. I'm hanging to go back to it. Yeah. And yeah. I watched it not too long ago um, thinking it's going to be really hard to watch. It's actually not. Some of the acting's a bit B-grade. There's one guy in particular who's not the best actor here. He's one of the villains. <laughs> He's a bit over the top, but, yeah, so what? You know what I mean? It was roughly 20 years ago. Eh? It was roughly 20 years ago. You reckon? That it was out. Well, it came out when we were at the video store. Certainly 1997. At you're bang on. It was 22 years ago. Yeah. Well, you were two years off, but... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Actually, sorry, you were way off, yeah. Well, it came out later in Australia. Is that the American <laughs> release you're talking about? <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, so... And that's probably... all we have time for <laughs> today. Uh, so... Oh, let's wrap up on the movie you we, want to wrap yeah, up on. Yeah, without let's, you, let's do that. I went to go on Saturday to my little local... 
um, because my wife forgot my birthday. So I've been milking <laughs> that for <laughs> as much as possible. Um, so I went out to see Fighting With My Family. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. What? And I'm very happy to say that it is uh, so far in my top five of the year so far. Wow. Um, I knew it had that potential. Yeah. I mean, look, it has potential to drop out of it by the end of the year, <laughs> but it's definitely in there for now. And, uh, you know, I don't think you have to like wrestling or WWE because, you know, I'm partial to it. I'm, I can it's watch it. It's a human if, story. Yeah. And, and funny. And Do you know what? What I loved about it was it was about – People wanting to achieve their dreams, yeah. And for a lot of them, it was it's their sort of last opportunity to do so. But it's but the unique thing about this is that it's a whole family. Like if one of them makes it, the whole family benefits. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that that is beautiful. Her, until she does, and then her brother's like, uh huh. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about it, and uh, yeah, I it's it's uh, written directed by Stephen Merchant, who yeah. you know you see on The Office and works with Ricky Gervais a lot and all that sort of stuff. Very funny dude. Very funny dude, and he's a little cameo in it as well, which is quite funny. Um, and you know you got The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, you know having a little bit of a cameo in there as well, which is just beautiful. Yeah. You know he's he's obviously very good, very funny. Uh, just mixed with Stephen Merchant's English humor, top top quality English humor. Yeah, so it's kind of like this. Um, oh, and this, Vince Vaughn. Sorry. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And Vince he's Vaughn. Very good. God, he's hitting his stride lately, isn't he? Um, yeah, and he's just playing all these bit parts. But they're working. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So everyone was very good. The mother, I believe, was um, she's Cersei from Game of Thrones. I haven't even checked that up, but that's who she looked like to me. Right. Okay, Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, and Nick Frost of the, plays the father. Yep, dad, yeah, dad. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this. Is it still out? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how much longer for. But yeah. uh, I think you especially should go and see this movie. Yeah. No. Definitely. I, maybe I'll do a double. We're going to watch uh, Shazam tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> uh, because it's uh, Shazam. To me, is going. I think is going to equal something like um, the boy who could fly when I was younger, uh, where yeah. everyone was jumping off roofs. Yeah, <laughs> thinking that at least this one's Maybe safer. I could fly. Yeah, like I hope that my child's walking around just in his mind thinking, if I wonder if I say Shazam like loud yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. I'll actually get superpowers. Yeah. You know, I want to catch him just yeah. by himself in a room, just going Shazam. <laughs> Because you can't do Thor stuff because he's a demigod for crying, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas so this is untrue. like, this could actually happen. This could. <laughs> yeah, it happened twice, in Big and in Shazam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be on your nerves tomorrow watching that because I'll be walking, Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Did anyone turn? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like Drax when he's invisible in um, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can see me as he's munching on things. <laughs> Obviously, he's not invisible. <laughs> and we're a big fan of Zachariah Levy. Levy. Yes, from, uh, from Chuck. Chuck fame. Yeah. So good to see him back on the big screen. Actually, he's never been on the big screen. Yeah, I, was idiot. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> good to see him on the big screen. <laughs> uh, cool, man. All right, well, uh, let's move on to, um, to what's happened uh, over the last few weeks in 
news, it happens. Is I a bit off? News, it happens. What have we got, Jay? Well, we've got a couple of things, mate. A little bit quiet, you know, but um, there is a lot happening, but I'm picking the cherry picking. Cherry picking, mm. good, yes. Uh, where shall I start? I'll start with, um, I don't know if you know, but uh, um, APN Way, which is Leo's production company, um, acquired the rights to um, Akira. Oh, right. Um, the Japanese animation, like years ago. Yeah. But it's never really come to the surface or never been greenlit. And anyway, news came out yesterday that um, California has granted him to make the film in California, granted $18 million grant. Oh. And all of a sudden, just with that, it's now greenlit. So it's good to go. <laughs> yeah, which is. Uh, so California's paying for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of weird, right? Yeah. And, uh, and certainly with the Japanese um, heritage, you know. It's not stuff. in like a tax break, so they're getting basically $18 million back on tax. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would make more sense for tax breaks. But them going, here's $18 million to go make a film. What? Yeah, hello. What about us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever, whatever has whatever's happened has uh, enabled the film to go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But, Good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's either a grant or a tax break, whatever, whichever way. Do you care for the Akira property? Uh, I do. Probably not as much as I did for Ghost in the Shell um, or uh, what was that? Oh, Robert's, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. I've just gone. Oh, um, Alita. Alita. Battle Angel. Yeah, I think um, for me, on the radar, I probably went Ghost in the Shell, Akira, and Alita. Okay, in my right where I was into anime, um, so yeah, no, I do care. I do care a lot, and yeah. but I, I was really looking forward to Ghost in the Shell though because that was the one that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, but this is this will certainly it's in that world of what we just mentioned, yeah, Alita, and but I'm just interested. The Leo's production company will do it and see what happens there. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't have any particular need or want to watch okay. this film. Right. I didn't have any to be fair, if it wasn't for Robert Rodriguez, I didn't have any need to watch Alita Battle Angel either. Sure. And I haven't watched Ghost in the Shell because of those reasons. Yeah, right, okay. So there's nothing dragging me to Ghost in the Shell. Rodriguez got me into Alita. Yep. DiCaprio's company is not enough to get me into no, Akira unless something else is attached. Unless yeah, and there's a great director or yeah. stars or whatever, yeah. Okay, um now We've talked a lot about uh, James Gunn being fired from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Sure. The creator and director of 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, because of something he tweeted a while back. Uh, so DC went and hired him for Suicide Squad 2, which we've spoken about on this podcast. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. And Fantastic. And I think, I think Suicide, 2 could be, Suicide Squad 2 could be all the better for it. Yeah. So Disney have gone and done a backflip on what they've said 12 months ago. Yeah. And they've also rehired him for Guardians Volume 3. So he's basically doing a Ghostbusters crossing streams. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and, he, and also he's a very much in-demand director again. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah, going from, no, you can't do this, you were wrong, blah, blah, blah. Now yeah. I'm with both companies <laughs> that are behemoths. And in the, in the meantime, while these two are arguing... 
He's making this nice little indie horror superhero film called Brightside. Oh, I can't wait to see right? that. Right? And just go, well, okay, you guys do that and I'll just do this and then yell out when you're fucking over your shit and they'll yeah. come back and do the big films as well. <laughs> yeah, so um, oh, I'm very happy for Suicide Squad 2 and I do believe, I do want to see James Gunn's trilogy in Guardians. I do. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I wasn't as impressed with Guardians Volume 2 as I was with 1. Yeah. Uh, but I want to give him that chance to kind of do a really great third entry. Yeah. And if that was a little bit subpar again, I'd probably want to see another director come in for volume four. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's a solid entry, it'd be, yeah. Happy days. Let's go a second trilogy. Just throw a red <laughs> curtain over it and call you Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> having said that, I was watching Iron Man 3 um, last night, actually, which is, is, is a really good film. And Iron Man, as we spoke just half an hour ago about being such a great franchise, right? Within yeah. A, within a major mega Uber franchise. Yeah. But like, when was Iron Man three? What year was that? Uh, I'm going to say 2013, just because I made it up. You're right. You're you are dead right. So, that fifty two cards. Yeah, fifty two cards. That was six years ago, right? Now I know that Tony Stark is a character. Yeah. I know that Robert Downey Jr. is a real person, <laughs> and do I know you? that his contract is over. But do, do your friends know that? To, do One you know friend him? in particular know do that. You know him? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Bo. <laughs> uh, I reckon we've got to be ready for Iron Man Four. You think about it. We've had. He's done though, isn't we've he? We've done seven. Yeah, that's right. We've done seven Spider-Man films, eight including Spider-Verse. Yeah. Right, and. Some are misses, but like the current versions are great, fun. Yeah. Um, Iron Man 1, 2, 3 are four very good films and, and I just reckon six years, we're ready for an Iron Man. I know that he's been in Spider-Man. I know he's been in Avengers 1, 2, sure. 3. But he's only... I, yeah. I think they're just great. Uh, anyway, where was I? Um, oh, James Gunn. James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to talk about Iron Man 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's wait and have that conversation post Endgame, because we may or may not get some information <laughs> on whether we can do an Iron Man 4 or not. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. Well, we can, but whether we can do one with uh, RDJ. RDJ. Uh, now, this is news that I know you know, but I know you'll be very happy about as well. Okay. Just yeah. talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we've, been, we've mentioned this one a couple of times. Actually, one started off great, and then the next entry was negative. Then it went positive again. I'm talking about the... um. Reboot or reimagining of um, Chucky. Yes. Child's Play. Yes. So the news came out uh, two days ago, I think it was, that none other than Mark Hamill is uh, voicing Chucky in Child's Play. Yeah. I'm so happy. (laughs) For those who don't know who Mark Hamill is, he's uh, obviously the voice, but sorry, he's Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. But he's also the voice behind um, the Joker in um, a lot of the uh, in some of the anime animation versions of uh, Batman and, and Joker, and also uh, in the games as well. Some of the games. Yeah, because look, one of the hard things about I think any franchise and anything. So you look at say Nightmare on Elm Street. It's gonna be hard if they ever bring that back again to watch anyone else play it but Robert England. But they're gonna have to. Yeah. Have somebody else. He's probably past it now. <laughs> well, they did do. They do have James, um, Hay, um, 
what's his name? James Haley L. L. J. Haley. Oh, what's that's right. Yeah. yeah, for the like, it was like a remake. Haley, wasn't it? Yeah, Haley. Um, yeah, it was like a reboot, whatever, and it was horrible. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was okay. He was all right. but yeah, I know. I know what but you're it's, but yeah, it's hard it's for the tough. hardcore fans. Yeah, and Child's Play to me is no different. Like, that's probably my franchise that I cling to and love. And the voice of that, even though it's just the voice of um, Brad Dourif, has always yeah. been. Chucky, like I, I can't hear anyone else do it. However, however, if, if ever, <laughs> if you you're going to replace go a guy voice. with a guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you bring in arguably one of the, probably the second best Joker voice animated that's ever been around. Arguably number one, depending yep. on who you are. To, you know, this guy is so good. I can't wait to hear his um, his Chucky. Yeah, so we should get that in the next trailer, which would be great. Just to. Because he, and, he, and he has to say Don't fuck with the chuck <laughs> It's the best line That you could possibly Put into anything Yeah So layered <laughs> <laughs> um, So just on to Trailers For a minute um, oh, can, I, can I just Put one thing in mm-hmm. Possibly a little finger Yeah Right Yeah yep. <laughs> uh, Yeah It's exactly what There's you're thinking As well <laughs> Yeah <laughs> There are rumours Going around, and I and I can't stress this enough. Rumors running around. People are talking about the way that people uh, that the Avengers are going to defeat Thanos in Endgame. He's put a finger up his ass. Is that Ant Man is going to enter Thanos through his ass, <laughs> through his asshole? <laughs> quantum realm. Imagine that quantum realm. I'm sure it's just a big you joke. A, you need a gas mask. Because um, we're just around <laughs> April Fool's, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. Oh, there but... were some weird and shit April Fool's attempts. Yeah. No, one of them, actually, let's talk about that. One of them was um, Zac Efron as Wolverine. has been cast as Wolverine under the new, new MCU, right? Yeah. Now that Fox has been to Disney. And I, so it's an April Fool's joke. I, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that's the guy. Yeah, he that's, could do it. That's the guy. Yeah. He's, he's shorter, he's stocky, he's ripped like anything. Yep. He's a good actor. He's a good actor, yeah. I think he's, I think he'd be perfect for Wolverine. But aren't they looking for an older man? If they're going to do another one, aren't they looking oh, no, for someone even... they wouldn't do Logan. They wouldn't do post-Logan. They, they strip it right back to when he's young again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A reboot. Right. As I said, like, it's always De Niro in his sort of like mid, <laughs> like 40 to 50, somewhere there. Yeah. Well, let's see how he turns out on The Irishman when he's like, that spans over 60 years. So oh, jeez. See how he is when they do all the f- mocap. Do you know it would be funny if you put together like a bit of a joke X-Men and have Joe Pesci as uh, Wolverine? <laughs> From Casino and Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be so funny. Sorry, um, you, you were going into something else? Oh, just trailers. Trailers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh, the other, sorry, the other um, April Fool's joke that went around was circulated was called uh, Vertical Cinema. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah. So this whole (laughs) article came out where um, the new format that all the directors are behind are reducing the, um, the, uh, was it 11 by, no, sorry, 6 by 9, what's 16 by 9? 16 by 9, Oh my gosh. I didn't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Ratio, aspect ratio, and they're, they're condensing the wings so you get more height and less width. Oh, yeah, so you get like a phone... Yeah, like a phone. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that, like a Facebook yeah. kind of um, ratio, right? Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, 
And they had like a conceptualized art of it and all that. And, you know, it was like, oh, no, there's no way this is, this is right. <laughs> People spent time on that. I know, right? What a waste of life. Yeah. I tell you what isn't a waste of life. And that is the teaser trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I wasn't excited. I, I've been holding this back from you. Oh, yeah, don't. Don't not be excited. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm hanging for this film. It's a teaser, right? I'm still hanging yeah. for the movie. Yeah. I just, I saw the teaser and I'm like, yeah, I wish I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I, look, I, I'm excited to see footage and see them in character and blah, blah, blah. But one thing that really got me was um, was the fact that we'll go through in history, we'll, we'll touch a little bit of Bruce Lee oh, as Bruce well. Lee, yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that was What cool. else could this film have that's, you know... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. I mean, yeah, again, it doesn't really say much at all. It just gives you snippets, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm, I couldn't be more excited. I was happy with what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No. Cool. I just yeah. And yeah, you know, I guess once we have the actual trailer, which will give us a little bit more. Yeah, you because know, you only saw one quick shot of um, Charles Manson and. Yes. Um, Played by an Aussie. Yeah. Hardly anything of. Uh, he's actually playing. Charles twice this year. Did you know that? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's in, um, it could be Finch's uh, Mindhunter season two or or something else, um, a Netflix program. Yeah, and I think um, QT saw him when he was, he actually, I think the story goes, he cast him and then he really liked him and he said, oh, by the way, I'm actually playing Charles Manson in this other program over here. And Quentin's like, oh. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Let's just do it again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that You've means. You've already done yeah. Yeah, what you need to do for the role. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll see what that means. So, yeah, I'm very happy. The other one, the other big one is out of Comic Con is out at the moment. And so a lot of the people attending that are seeing a lot of footage. Yeah. They saw It Chapter 2 uh, trailer. And they also saw Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Todd Phillips' Joker. And that comes out for us yeah. tomorrow. What was the feedback on it, though? Did you know? Did you hear uh, yeah, good, uh, positive, very dark, very gritty. Yeah, cool. Um, I think it'll be right up your alley. Yeah. It's um, basically about a man's journey into, you know. Yeah, sounds into great. craziness. Yeah, achieving your dreams. Yeah. Just like fighting, <laughs> fighting with a family. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get this tomorrow here, which means by the time most of you listen to this uh, podcast, you would have already seen it. Yeah, cool. We'll try and get this out tomorrow then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and now just quickly, just on news, I'll just go through the American box office, hey? Yeah, yeah, Let's have a definitely. quick look there, just for what it's worth. So number one was um, Tim Burton's Dumbo opened up at number one with $45 million. Um, fairly low. I think that's a great result. Yeah. Fairly low for the big mega Disney films, of, you know, like Jungle Book and everything else that's come out. But still, I think it's, um, I think it's a good result. See, what, see if it has legs. Yeah. Um, Us in its second week is uh, $33 million. Oh, good. Really good. Yeah. So it's up to $128 million. One of the biggest openings of all time for the period that it was released. Yeah. Crazy. That is good for Jordan Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele. That means we're getting something else from him. <laughs> well, the next thing we will see from him is a Twilight, Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone reboot, yeah. um, which he's not really directing. I think he's directed one, 
Uh, and this was a TV show that was out in the um, 80s and 90s and very sci-fi, weird, kind of yeah. like um, Black Mirror today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's quite politi- political in its own way. Yeah. Well. Uh, but apparently for those who have seen The Twilight Zone, they're like raving about it. Oh, okay. Raving. And then um, on the American websites, they had released the first episode via YouTube. You can watch it. Yeah. But it's not available in Australia. Unless you have a um, VPN. I tried that. A blocker. Yeah, I tried that and I couldn't get it to work. But those who have a yeah. router, VPN router, might, might be able to have a look at it. Um, um, go to, uh, there's a site called Hide My Ass. Oh, really? It's a picture of a donkey. And that's always been one that's um, has been recommended. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I really want to watch that. Yeah, so I'm that, really that will just give you a VPN or whatever. Uh, Captain Marvel's number three, uh, 20 million last week. It's now up to uh, $353 million US domestic. Domestic. Almost a billion dollars worldwide. It's up to 990, which pretty much puts it past most superhero films um, other than a handful. Yeah. And it's bigger than uh, Wonder Woman, just for those comparing. Um Number four is Five Feet Apart, which is a teenage romantic drama. Um, 6.2 last week. Uh, it's up to 36 million. Yeah. About two, about two kids with the disease that means they actually can't touch each other. So they yeah. have to be five feet apart <laughs> yeah. the whole time. But yeah. So it's very much in the – what was the other one? Um, youth. No, not youth. Um, Fault in My Stars. Our Stars. Fault, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, Walking the Clouds? That's the older clouds, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that, but I listened to Manny Moore the other day talking about it. Yeah, I watched that the other day. Is that Walk in the Clouds? No. Um, and Walk to Remember. Is it Walk to Remember, yeah. is it? Sorry. Walk, walk in Clouds, to clouds is Counter Reeves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I actually watched a Walk to Remember oh, so like four weeks ago. <laughs> I forgot to list it. I was kind of forced to watch it, but, yeah. but look, you know, it's, it's uh, Nicholas Sparks. It was one of his earlier stuff yeah. and you get exactly what, you know, and it almost um, s- submitted me into tears. You know what I mean? <laughs> like halfway through the movie, I'm like, yeah, I'm just not emotionally attached to this film at all, but I'm still enjoying it, you yeah. know. And then it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It just and keeps by going. the end of it, you're like going, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's just really cheesy like that, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and number five is un- <laughs> Unplanned, which is uh, did 6.1 million, and that's a, a new anti-abortion film. Yay. A docker or? I- I'm not sure. I'm, I think it's a, I'm thinking it's just a live-action film, but right. let's have a look. Um, it's like a Michael Moore sort of. Oh, yeah, maybe. A, maybe I'm just. I'm just no, 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 it's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. Doesn't sound like something that I would be interested in. Uh, what she saw changed everything. Unplanned. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> and that's all I've got for news. It happens. Awesome. Well, we're going to move uh, on to look at Tim Burton in our uh, next segment, which is hey, that's in my top five. Hey, that's in my top five. Today in, hey, that's in my top five, <laughs> we're going to be looking at Tim Burton. 
his career as a director. Why are we doing that on this week in particular, Jason? Why Tim Burton? Because Dumbo's at number one, man. <laughs> Dumbo is the number one. Tim Burton's Dumbo. Now, when Disney was sitting down and going, okay, here are all our amazing animated um, um, properties. Mm-hmm. Now we need to attach directors to these to make yep. sure that they all work. Yeah. And we're giving this to this person, that to that person. When I got to Dumbo, who do you think put their hand up and said, hey, I've got <laughs> one, Tim Burton. Yeah, and he's um he's known for remakes. He's done quite a few reboot remakes, whatever you want to call them, in the past. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a, a, a great example. Yeah. And and yeah, he's uh, he's definitely got a palette. Yes, you know, um, to his films, they they're always, you know, they're never too light and bright, are they? They're always quite dark and grim. Maybe there was some color in Charlie because it had to be because it's a chocolate factory, yeah. but. <laughs> I feel with his films, you you generally always feel you're on a Hollywood set. It doesn't ruin anything for me because uh, it's a Tim Burton film, mm. and I love I love him for that. Um, but uh, anyway, I thought that what he's, we could do he's, is he's the epitome of like goth, you know. For me, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but Dumbo clearly. And is he still he's married? A gothic, but is he still married to Helen, Helen Bonham Carter? Uh, I don't think they're married. Anymore. But he, he was for a while. Mm. It was for a long time, really. Yeah, and she appeared in pretty much everything that. <laughs> He did for a period. Yeah, exactly right. And and uh, going through Dumbo, he's cast all his faves, which I'm sure we'll touch on when we create our, my, top five, <laughs> uh, which was, you know, I found this process like kind of easy but kind of hard at the same time. Like it's, it's easy just to look at his, you know, 17 films and whatever he's done. But then there's some that like for me the top end was easy. And then yeah. just that after the top three or whatever, the next seven or eight, are quite difficult, okay. in my opinion. You know. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do though? Do you want to? I'm, I've just got a few shout outs for honourables, you know. But you want to do those first, or? Um, well, because we may be all over the place yeah. with our top fives. Maybe we will do our top fives. All right. Well, why don't we start with one? Should we go one? See, Tim Burton would love this. <laughs> yeah, completely. It's against grain. It's a bit backward. <laughs> a bit crazy. Okay. A bit dark. Uh, well, I mean, who goes well, first? Let's turn the lights out. Oh, God. Let's not. Uh, who, who, um, who goes first? Do you want to go first? You let's, go first. Let's go first. Scissors, paper, rock, because that's what he would okay. do. Okay, ready? Scissors, mm, paper. Mm. You can't go on two fucking. Scissors, paper, rock. That's how it goes. No, scissors. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, but I, I was verbally saying scissors, paper, rock. Uh, you, you were going one, two, rock. <laughs> Again, the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play this game. You go first. <laughs> I hate games. You know that. <laughs> I submitted him. There's a reason because yeah, people are terrible. Defeat. <laughs> My number one Tim Burton film of all time is uh, is Batman. <laughs> I can join you there then. This is oh, my good. number one. Yeah. yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I set it up for you so well as well. You just stood it back. I had that guy's right, voice no, down. Yeah, but no, no, you didn't because he's meant to be high because he's freaking out. I did. Did no, you not know, hear my no, voice crack? Like, Who are you? Like Batman. I can't wait to you, this back. Ready? Ready? If I did it to you. Who are you? <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. I, I'm sorry. Is this? Am I in the wrong segment? Are we doing shite impressions? 
from from about fifteen episodes ago. Oh, oh man! <laughs> um, I think we got the gist of what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, the year was what nineteen eighty eight. I'm guessing yes. I'm spitballing. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton. Sure. Great Batman. We'd never seen anything like this on the big screen before. That's right. Yeah. Really dark, gothic, perfect director. Yes. For Gotham City's gothicness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just. And they really knew how to market the kids back then. They had Prince come in and do a bit of a yeah. soundtrack, and yeah. uh, he did this. Oh man! Jump on YouTube and put in Bat Dance Prince, and watch what is I think about a ten minute version where he goes through multiple genres of music yeah and all of a sudden vicky val comes in with basically scandally clad blonde women and the whole music just changes for that and he just yeah. gets into basically a song that he used to do called cream yep. except this one's like oh, vicky val. <laughs> i love uh, cream anyway yeah, so um, do I. r.i.p now yeah and jack nicholson's take on the joker he yeah. was nominated for an oscar yeah. the highest paid Actor of any time for that film because he was only on screen for like 11 minutes and he was getting paid five million, whatever it was. Um, Michael Keaton was the biggest actor of the time, which is why he got the role. You know, yeah. he was the highest paid actor. Uh, it was a different time, right? And uh, but this was a great film. And um, go with a smile, <laughs> I can't do with him. Jack Nicholson's too good, yeah. Um, what else can I say about this film? I've, I've spoken about it before. I think Danny Elfman score in amongst the, those opening title yep. credits where it, the camera's sweeping through the uh, the bat uh, emblem. Oh, yeah. It's like, I was like, I don't know, what was I, uh, 15? Yeah, I was 15 watching this on the big screen and I'm just like jaw drop going, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the bat um, vehicle. Yeah. Was it the what's Mobile? It Batmobile. God. <laughs> the Batmobile. <laughs> uh, see, you know what? I, Jason just tried, just Jason, well, not try, but Jason brought a joke back that I had made a while back. But it's a visual joke? It's a visual joke. Yeah. But the, the, the beauty of it is that there is no better, like, flattery than somebody using your joke. Hey, that's my go, anyway. That's my so, joke. I appreciate it. No, I can't, anyway. Um, the listeners have no idea what's going on. <laughs> None at all. They think we're on shrooms or something right about now. You could only wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Batman number one. Now, just for those playing at home, this was his number one box office success of all time in all the films he's done by inflation. Okay. So oh, by inflation. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So number one film. Number two was an easy one for me, but I – was tossing actually. I love this movie so much. <laughs> I hear that you do that a lot. Toss. Yeah, no, I got it. I uh, know, but I just wanted to bring it back in for effect. I was tossing up between number mm. one and two on this film the whole time so much because I love this film. And uh, you got your number two ready? Yeah. My number two film, Tim Burton film of all time, is. Edward Scissorhands. Good film. Yeah, that's my, like, I, I love, 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 love that, that film. No, Amazing. good film. Great film. And what was its uh, porn title? Parody? 
Oh, Edward Penis Hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I can't remember, but it and seems like it was. That was like on VHS at the time that we had a video <laughs> store, you know. Uh, oh, you're renting Edward Penis Hands. That's true. Back tomorrow. Oh, is that the one? I meant to get the other one. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just take this to have. The <laughs> 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 <a> cross-reference. <laughs> Uh, yes, Edward Scissorhands. Again, uh, Helen Bonham Carter is in that one, isn't she? I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not sure, actually. She or could is be it just like one Winona? of the neighbours or something, but no, Winona Ryder is Winona. the main, and obviously Johnny Depp. Yeah, Weastie. Weastage, yep. Yeah, she's always in it. Love the Weastage. Um, just such a great fable. It was such a great story. I don't know. I, I really love that film. Because it's dark. But it's childish and yeah. and it's a really good message. Really great message, yeah. yeah. Loving. Yeah. And also it was in a really nice suburbia. He always has a really great sort of suburbia Take setup, on suburbia. doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, that was that was definitely my number two, with, without question for me. What what's your number two? Well no, my number two was actually Big Fish. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but, really love that movie. Uh, so do I. Two thousand three. Yeah. That's uh, look. I was. I actually didn't end up having that in my top five, but it was in the top five, and then I kept jumbling and four to six, five, yeah. six, five, six. Yeah, and in the end, it didn't make it. Yeah. But um, the only reason why it probably isn't, to be honest, is it's one of those films that I loved when I watched it, and maybe saw it twice around that time. I really haven't seen it since, so I don't know how it plays today at all. And I just. You know. I haven't seen it recently, but it it's made a... Ewan McGregor, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. Ewan McGregor and uh, Albert Finney, who, yeah. R.I.P. Um, Billy Crudrup, Jessica Lange, Helen Bonham Carter. That's a really good film. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people in it, but... Um, oh, I thought it was Matthew McConaughey for a second, no. Uh, it has daddy issues in it. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and that's a real strong pull for me in a lot of those films. Yeah. So uh, I remember this is one of the first films where I teared up heavily in a moment. And, uh, yeah, that stuck with me for a long time. Mm. Anyone can sort of get me to do that, then I'll always remember that film. So, yeah, so this is, this is definitely something. Cool. I'm glad it's there, man, because it is a great film. Yeah. What do you got, I'm, number three? I'm just interested to see how it plays today. Sure. I, I'm the same. Yeah. And I th- it's, it's definitely available. Um, Let's have a look. My number three, while you're looking at that, yeah. is um, probably not in everyone's, but I love this film because it was so off the wall crazy, batshit crazy, and that's Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I have it in my honourables, so I can take that off. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, Mars Attacks, just like a, a cast, such a massive ensemble cast, including people like Jack Nicholson, and this show, this movie is like, Funny as, but it's zany, 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 zany comedy. Yeah. Um, good special effects, but bad at the same time. It was, it was actually doing it. It's like a parody send up of a B, a B movie sci fi. Yeah. You know, but just done really, really well. And I have watched it recently, probably, I'm going to say two years ago, maybe. Uh, and yeah, still enjoyed it. So fun. Yeah, still holds up fine. I really remember having a lot of fun with that movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Big Fish, uh, for those who live in Australia, it's available on Stan. Cool, cool. I might go back and watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have to do that as well. Uh, what was your number three, mate? Uh, well, I can get past that one quickly because it was Edward Scissorhands. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Avon that was... calling. <laughs> I, you know, that was one of the first times I understood what Avon was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. True. <laughs> and I, I just loved all the, the animals that he would cut, you know, like everything about 
um, yeah, Johnny Depp in that movie. I just wished I was him. Yeah. Even though you probably in real world wouldn't wish wouldn't. you were him. But yeah. as a kid, it was just such a great movie. And Winona was fantastic in that film. She was gorgeous. Yes. Know? Yeah, it was such a good film. She is gorgeous. <laughs> you saw the look she gave when she accepted the award for Stranger Things. Anyway. Okay. Um, well, Because, um, you know, I watch uh, the... I can't remember what it's called now, but basically they do the fake trailers, the... Um, they sort of honest know, trailers. Honest trailers. Thank yeah. you so much. Screen junkies. That's yeah. Honest trailers. And if you haven't seen any of them, I'm sure most of our listeners have. Sure. If you haven't, YouTube screen junkies honest trailers right now, and you'll probably spend the next four hours watching yeah. your favorite trailers. Well, they um, they went uh, into Stranger Things. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. And they spoke about Winona face. Yes, yes. And they cut yes. the Winona face, and the last one they showed was her in the background of that speech. Yeah. Showing the exact same Winona face that she shows in all of the films. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so that was my number three, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, I'm so glad that that's up there for you. I wasn't sure, by the way, you reacted to <laughs> mine. <laughs> yeah. uh, my number four. My number four is Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, right. Yeah, I really thought this was a, a great film, a great adaptation. Um, the way I look at Tim Burton, sometimes he's always good, always good. Sometimes his his um, cohesion can be a bit off, and I just thought Alice in Wonderland from from A to Z was like very well put together, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Anyway, I just thought the film was great. I loved it. It was a great version. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Bad I'm glad to say you got it in now. It, it yeah. didn't it didn't rate for me. Yeah, but I've never been a massive fan of that story. Mm. So it just. It's a bit, it's a bit zany for me. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we're at four, aren't we? Four. Good. Good. Because <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate yeah, Factory yeah, is my right. number four. <laughs> oh, that's straight. That's straight as. Yeah. 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 It's uh. That's just like a human drama about <laughs> a guy who hasn't seen sun for thirty years. And... I know. It's. But again, it's kind of someone who, you, like Alice in Wonderland, you you really understand that no one exists in that world. Yeah, it's not a real world. Whereas Challenge Chocolate Factory, people outside the factory exist, and then so going into somewhere that probably doesn't exist yeah. makes more sense. Like it has more attachment yeah, to no, me. Yeah, I know what you're saying. What I actually liked about Alice in Wonderland is I spent a fair bit of time outside yeah, the Wonderland. Right. Which I kind of liked as well, but I yeah. get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> what I, did you like about? Sorry, you talked well, about. Well, Rise I didn't particularly like this movie when I first saw it because yeah. I was sticking up for the original yeah, so really. wholeheartedly. But which we saw not long ago. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's such a great movie. Um, and but then eventually, when my kids started watching it again, this is only you know in the last six years. Yeah. So they started watching it again, and uh, I just really fell for it. You know, I really realized that it's actually in the humor where I where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Johnny Depp, as much as I didn't like him to start with, now I think he's a very good Wonka. Well, I always thought he was a good Wonka. Um, I never thought he was as good as Gene Wilder, to be honest. Um, but I really liked his take on it. 
yeah. it made sense what he was doing and obviously very zany. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was as good as Gene Wilder. No, I still think Gene Wilder is, yeah. I think, but yeah. I thought he was great. And what I, I do think that I did enjoy the Oompa Loompas more in Tim Burton's as opposed to yeah, the original. Right. Yeah. The original for me are just too creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I like the, the take on, on the new one. Obviously, the effects are, are better, of course, you know, but you can't really judge it on that too no, much. No, no, different. Uh, yeah. The music is interesting if you compare both. Uh, yeah. There's less music in Tim Burton's, but there is music. There is, yeah. Um, and it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably not quite as classic as the original, but <laughs> yeah. I've got a massive soft spot for the original. Yes. And I and having said that, I've got nothing wrong with the Charlie. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm now happy to watch both of them, at least without feeling that one is better than the other necessarily. Yeah, and with kids, I'm sure that um, Charlie is a bit easier to watch than Willie as far as uh, pace. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, that's but, a factor, yeah. right? My oldest loves the original though. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was my number four. Um, I'll probably quote that line from Gene Wilder at the end from Willy Wonka. Good day, sir. I'll probably <laughs> say that like twice a day. <laughs> um, good day, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You did it, Charlie. It was always you. <laughs> Red tear up. All right. Uh, number five for me was, um, is it, am I up to number five? Yeah. Yep. Number five for me was Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yes. Got one in before you. Yeah. 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 Good. Have we spoken about it. What's your number five? Uh, well, my number five is not controversial, of course, um, but he didn't direct it. Oh, produced. We're making and, this up as you go. And wrote it. Uh, well, hang on. And this is his best. Directorial top five. No, it's been the best Tim Burton films. <laughs> I'm only giving you shit. Um, and I know what it is and bugging you because it's in my honourables. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, how can that not be in the top five? Yes. And, I, and, I know there's people listening to us now going, I'm going to stab you in the eye. If this is not in the top five, it should be number one. I know. And, and it, all, how how did, he, did he not direct it? That's what I, I was know. asking you before. Yeah. How? Crazy stuff. I mean... He must have been busy with something else because it just seems so, like such a good story. And then that, he goes on to direct two other stop animation films, which yeah. aren't uh, which are good, but no, not no not near like as good as Nightmare. This is a classic. Yeah, for a me. classic. Yeah, I'll watch this probably once a year. Yeah, well, it's probably the movie you watch most out of all his films. Yeah, yeah, all well, that and Batman. Right. Yeah. Are you still watching old Batman? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it, it takes me back to childhood. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, we, we would have had emails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jack, Jack the Pumpkin King. Um, no, I think the music in it is, is wonderful. Like all of the range of clothing that they came out with after. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, it became a real pop culture phenomenon, really. Yeah. Um, Jack is, is one of the, my favorite characters um, that you can buy, like to. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Give people. Uh, okay, cool. Good one. I, I have a few honourables. We'll go one for one, yeah, because you might have something I've got. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
I've actually, I've only got two left after we've gone through everything. So one is a soft spot for me, and I know people are going to be, oh, oh, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew someone would. So uh, <laughs> I came across that, like, you know, I was going through IMDb, like looking at all of his films, yeah, and yeah. I, I laughed a little. Oh, did you? Yeah. I've, okay, again, I've always loved the Planet of the Apes. I love the new trilogy. Love it, love it, love it. I also love the first couple of the original 60s Planet of the Apes. So this was this was a big update for me, and I liked it a lot for the most part. Rick Baker did the makeup, and that was a big thing too. Yeah. The first time, even Baker. though the makeup was pretty incredible for the 60s, but the makeup they did in this in the 90s was Rick Baker, who's a master, R.I.P., and... Um, these apes were talking, not yeah. CGI. It was all um, practical effects. So that was a big thing for me. I love Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I know he's not. I know he's not the best thing ever, but I still love watching I, him. I like him. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole movie works for me. But then this that kind of twist that they try and do to compete with the original twist, which was a classic, uh, doesn't really work. You know, yeah. it's a bit flawed and a bit like, oh, okay. But other than that, I still really enjoyed the ride of the film. Um, yeah. uh, without having the latest versions exist, then if you were just mm. given, you know, the originals and then Tim Burton's, then you could sort of live life a little. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and be okay with it. But if you were you've born seen Rise, ten you've years seen ago, Dawn, you've seen War, and you've you've stuff. seen how good it can get. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'll go back and watch the originals. Then yeah, Tim Burton's one would just seem like a little bit of folly. Yeah, pale. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do agree with that, but we're looking at Tim Burton's top five. I don't know. And hey. That's in there. What's, have you got anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have to mention, obviously, Beetlejuice. Yeah, because you'll get emails if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the only reason it doesn't rate higher for me is because I haven't seen this film mm. since I was a kid. I watched this movie on a black and white TV. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> Yeah. So it's like a nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> kind of. So I I know that it's held in high esteem with a lot of oh, yeah, fans. A lot. So I'm not saying that it's like outside of top five necessarily for me. It's just for personally, I haven't I can't put it in my top five because I haven't seen it mm. um in living memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that's what I'll need to do. I need to go and um try and watch Beetlejuice again. I um Here's my story with it, and it's not in my top five or honourables, but it kind of should be actually because I loved Beetlejuice growing up. Like I really, really loved it. Uh, it was a big special effects film for the time and it was yeah. dark and comedy and, you know, I loved it. But I watched it. I did a mistake. I watched it. It must have been like on VHS or some bad copy like I'm going to say 15 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever. And it was unwatchable because it, the effects come across so bad that it put a real sour taste in my mouth. But I'm sure if I watched a nice kind of, you know, remastered version of it today uh, yeah, yeah. on DVD or, or Blu-ray or on a good TV, I'm sure that would go away. You know? be, yeah. But I've been burnt a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we still have to, we still have to honour the film because it deserves it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to watch it again, so... Uh, do you have, do you, did you yeah, have any more? My last one is uh, Dark Shadows. I put that in there because I actually really enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, about Barnabas Collins, the vampire, with uh, yeah, obviously Johnny Depp, Michelle Pfeiffer, Eva Green, Helena Bonacarta, 
Um, Jackie L. Haley. That's who we're talking about. Jackie with three. L. Haley. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Jackie L. Got that all wrong. You got three names. What do you want? <laughs> um, yeah. I thought this was really kind of cool, sweet, funny. It was almost a return to form for Tim Burton at that time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, well, having said that, I've probably only seen it twice. Um, probably deserve to watch it again soon. But yeah, have you seen the film? Uh, or was yeah, that your seven-year seven year hiatus? No, it was, but I think I did watch it and... I wasn't I wasn't particularly into it. Okay. Yeah. Because you know Johnny Depp can be slightly I don't know if, to me it comes across slightly f- like real theater. Yeah. Even though you're watching a movie screen I want to believe and sometimes yeah. I can't believe it because I know it's Johnny Depp. Yeah. And I know that like Pirates of the Caribbean and that that he does like act and overact and all that sort of stuff but it kind of suits the character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't get into Dark Shadows because of that particular reason. Okay. Um, well, I have Batman Returns. Batman. Because it needs to be, I believe it needs to be mentioned in there because uh, yeah. it, while it's not as good as the original, uh, it still holds a place oh, in my child heart. 100%. And it's a great sequel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Which for is a hard sequel, to do. It's yeah. the first thing, right? You know, I agree, man. Um, I... <laughs> um, Danny DeVito is so yes. good in that film that it turns me off the film. <laughs> That's how good he is. It's pretty dark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's just a bit of an off-putting thing, but yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Batman in, in Snow. Um, just a quick shout-out. I'm not going to – you know, I've only seen um, Sweeney Todd and Sleep, Sleepy Hollow once, Yeah, one each, and they're great films. And yep. Most of his films are good to great, Yes. you know. Yeah. But I'm doing a shout out because I know there's massive Swinney Todd fans and massive Sleepy Hollow because he's got this cult following. He's you got know, yeah, massive cult following. Like you, you stick to a particular film, you know. Yeah. Uh, for us, it was um, obviously Batman and Edward Scissorhands, yeah. clearly, you know. Yeah, that era. And Big Fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen Edward and I haven't seen Frank and Weenie, but I know that both. Um, yeah. I talked up highly in yeah. different circles. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because... Uh, <laughs> We're just covering our bases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we've covered all 17 films. But I've seen everything yeah. else and if it's not my list, <laughs> fuck that movie, all right? Fuck it. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, Are you going to say fuck it to Dumbo? That cute little uh, well, elephant? I haven't seen it. Sorry, Dumbo I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. The original's racist, so let's get let's see. If you haven't seen the original lately, black crows. Have a look at those black crows again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think they'll be in this film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, we're going to come up to our uh, last segment. Funnily enough, is a Batman title. Oh. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who is afraid of a big black bat? Ooh. Ooh. Your entrance was good, his was better. Riddle me this. <laughs> Jason is the riddle master. And I have to guess the film he is thinking of as the clues are revealed one by one. This sounds like a game. I know. This sounds like your worst nightmare. I know. Generally, I don't like games. But after last week, which when I got it, and I got it before uh... anyone else. No one's written to me saying they got it before me. I love games again. <laughs> So you're back in. You're back in with a chance. 
<laughs> so All what right. You, what do you got? Okay. Uh, this one's a little bit the most contemporary riddle me this we've ever had. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Contemporary. Uh, contemporary is, 90s? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what movie am I? Do you know yet? Take a Top guess. Gun. <laughs> no. Uh, one 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 week. Yeah, you only get three guesses. You know that's oh. a new rule, right? Okay, starting yeah. from now. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was released on the twenty eighth of September two thousand and twelve. Okay, so I am only seven years old. I was the number forty five box office film of that year. All right, so it's a decent effort. Decent, really, but it's, but it's not up the top. September, it's the um, it's right at the end of popcorn season, yeah. so they sort of ground. got a little bit of filler coming in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my budget was thirty million dollars. Yeah, and that makes sense for the time of year. And yep, yeah, <clears throat> it does. Uh, the U.S. box office was sixty-six point five million dollars, so doubled my budget. Which I guess is a good result. The, his interesting one is the worldwide um, total was one hundred and seventy-six million. Oh wow! So I did well overseas as well. Like I did a hundred plus million there. Yeah. Uh, here is something that will give you a little bit of a strand to follow. My IMDb score is seven point four out of ten, which I think is quite high. That's yeah, that's a good score. Over 496,000 votes. Okay. So box office in the US is 66 million, but people care enough about this film to say, hang on, I think it's worth whatever on IMDb. What are you thinking? What kind of film is it? Uh, I want to say it's it's... It could be a um, comic book movie, like an attempt from a diff, not from the Marvel universe, but so from people another. have voice or opinions or yeah, okay. yeah. It's definitely got yep. some sort of um, uh, not not cult, maybe cult, but yeah, it's a following before they've gone into the yeah. See this movie, maybe it's an actor even. Okay, all right. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes is ninety three percent critics. A positive and 82% audience positive. Right. So they're pretty high. So it's a well-liked movie. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, what that says to me is this did well on the movies, but it also found itself, I think, on home entertainment as well. Because people yeah. have found it, like it's done well there, but they've... It's had another lease on life on home end, you know, with those... And don't forget, this is in my seven-year whole... As well. I thought you were back by that by now. Released in 2012. Yeah. 2010 I left. Oh. And I go back in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. <laughs> like I was paying attention. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like... Hey, years and kids' ages, I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes for 113 minutes. Yeah. The genre... Is sci-fi, action, crime, thriller. 
the uh, tagline. <laughs> Sorry, my mind is trying to race through where I was at that point and what yeah. was coming out. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it could be tough for you if you didn't. I, 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 I could swear that you've seen the movie definitely, yeah. but you may have seen it like years later. Yeah, I've, I've caught up a lot after, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, the tagline is, this one gives you something. Uh, the tagline is, face your future, fight your past. So that tells um, you that could deal with what? Face your future. Fight your past. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to... Um, so mean, Sean's just showing me a film. I imagine that's bigger than everything, all the mm. digits you've shown me. I'm yeah, just so Sh- Sean's just showing me a film, and an actual fact that's a film I use. So it's incorrect. Yeah. It's a film that I use in comps, in comparisons. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So you're definitely on the right track. Yeah. That was older and bigger. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what that is, people listening, in a second. So the rating is uh, MA15 plus in Australia. Uh, I think this may have been an R in... Yeah, it would have been an R in um, America, US. Synopsis. So this one gives a lot, so much away that I had to take a word or two out of it. Okay. Just because it tells you what it is, right? (laughs) So, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what the synopsis is. In 2074, when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the target... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Just before you do anything else... He's having a guess, and Sean's guess is correct. Okay. He can put his pen away, relax, continue with his beer. What gave that away? We're just all come the flooding. Mob. Oh, the mob. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the target is sent into the past where a hired gun awaits. Someone like Joe, who one day learns the mob is sending back Joe's future self... For assassination. The director is uh, Ryan Johnson. And Ryan did, his journey has been amazing, right? Yeah. He did Brick, a little independent Aussie film or English film. English film, I think, yeah. Um, Brothers Bloom. Yeah. And then, boom, Star Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) Obviously Uh. after this film. But this was the film that set him up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the reviews, just a couple of reviews I've picked out, I've plucked, um, range from refreshingly original, intelligent science fiction thriller to a negative one saying, I wish the writer had finished the movie he started. <laughs> I really My, like this movie. Yeah, what's that? I really like this movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it became a lot bigger than what they may have intended, which hence the 500,000 votes. Watch it if you liked. This is my interpretation. Uh, watch it if you liked Terminator, Source Code, Minority Report, which was one of Sean's guesses, and The Butterfly Effect. Yeah. Just a bit of a hybrid of all that. Yeah. Um, the cast... Is support cast is um, Piper Parabo, Parabo, yeah, Jeff Daniels, 
Paul Dano, Dano, and Emily Blunt. Yeah. The lead cast is Joseph Gordon-Levitt with a Bruce Willis nose job. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, he, he literally had a cast of exactly Bruce's nose. Yeah. Because so, they're playing the same person. Oh, if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> and the movie is Sean. He got Lo- it very early on. Yeah, Looper. Yes. Yeah, as soon as you said the mob sends people back, I'm like, oh, I know that movie because I love it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have got it off the mob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you said, I was in the right wheelhouse, just had to find the film and, yeah, as soon as you said mob. Yeah, I um, and to be honest with you, I've actually only seen this film once. Uh, Yeah, me actually, I think once, maybe twice, but definitely... No more than that. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the I love I love mob films and I love trying to think about the future just in my general life. Mm. And I have thought uh, quite morbidly, how would you carry out hits in the future? <laughs> so when this film came along, <laughs> it it made sense. Yeah, right. If you have time travel, have you? Uh, did you end up ever watching Predestination? Creed. A pre, pre, predestination. No. It's Australian film. No, I haven't. Spirit Brothers. No, I haven't even heard of it. I watched it with them. I literally watched it with them. Holding hands or? Yeah, pretty much. They were right next to me. Yeah. And then we chatted after the film. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Did you go home together? Or? Ethan Hawke. Right. So this makes Looper, like Looper's pretty trippy. And this is like in, in that kind of time loop thing as well. Oh, right. And it's an Aussie film, yeah. Predestination. Yeah, same guys who did uh, Daybreakers and, you don't know that, Vampire film? You know how I feel about Australian films, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, trust I love me. them yeah. if, they're, if they're good. Well, this is good. It's, Why it's, have I never heard of it if it's good? Because, again, it, didn't, it was released by Pinnacle Films and they didn't really go wide, theatrical, no. but it found itself on home end big time. It was a massive renter and word of mouth has been huge. Okay. Yeah. But I, it's a real, it's a real mind fuck. Like, oh, and you got to stay with it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And sounds like hard work. It is a little bit of hard work, to be honest. But trust me, the payoff is very, very rewarding. Predestination. Yeah. I, st- I still can't get over Sweet Country. That's been my best Australian film for for ages. Well, I do have to watch that. Yeah, SBS, mate. Jump on. Oh, that was good. Did you get it at home? No? Well. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, can I just say, yeah. on predestination, I just looked it up on IMDb, 7.5 out of 10. So oh. one point more than um, Looper. How many? With 222,000 votes. That's a very That's high good. Yeah, yeah. for a little Aussie film. Yeah. The, the budget was like, yeah, it's probably, I don't know, it was 10 million. $3.50. Uh, doesn't have the budget because it was probably three dollars fifty. Oh, that was good. That was another good one. Thanks, Jason. Oh, that's okay, Sean. <laughs> thanks, thanks for letting me play these games. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, did you get it at home? Uh, if yeah, seriously, let us know if you did. Um, or if you've got like a, a range of questions that you think that um, I could read to Jason. 
to yeah. see if you know to see if what you uh, don't, what you don't want to do the work the research. I am right now. Uh, <laughs> you're delegating. They're, look, people want to be involved, and this is the way they can be involved. All they have to do is email us at offtopicwiththemovieguys at gmail.com and just give us 10 questions that uh, sort of slowly uh, let you out like a, one by one as to what the film is. What's email? Off topic. With the movie guys At gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, do that. That'd be fun. That would be fun because I could read it out for you. Yeah, I would love guess. to have a turn, but. Yeah. That'd be awesome, listeners. Do it, do it, <laughs> and you can. And because I'm a bit older, you can probably go back to the seventies if you really wanted to. I know. What's his film? <laughs> oh, I don't want to guess. <laughs> Pump up the volume. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, see, this is why I don't want to play the but game. No, that's not. That's not how he does it. I expected you to that's get not it. How you do, how he does but it? But that's what I'm saying. These are the questions you would get. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me on Insta at jmac at eight seven six. Oh, we're wrapping up. Can't you, can't no, no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I have a personal Insta, but I don't have it connected. So, oh, right, don't, okay. don't find me. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's fine. You can <laughs> come and have a look for me. Uh, and yeah, make sure you review and rate us on iTunes. Of course, it does help out um, optimization of listens and listeners and all that on all the platforms that we're on. Uh, and you don't even have to write a good review. You just say, you guys suck, two stars. Yeah, That's preferably better. not. Preferably not. Preferably five stars. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the only way we can survive as a show is if you go on and rate us. Yeah. Uh, that's the way the world works these days. So yeah, yeah um, we might put a link out just so you can make it easier for you. Uh, but hopefully, if you do listen to the show, please click, link, click, link. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks very much. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Man Present. Ever struggled to buy a man a present? Want to get a present that is universally loved? Who the hell doesn't. It's usually so bloody hard, right? Socks and ties are lame, gift vouchers suck, and flowers will not be well received. Well, all your man-gifting worries are a thing of the past with manpresent.com. Manpresent is a gift box delivery service that lovingly sends classy gift boxes of Cuban cigars and single malt whiskey to the man who deserves a touch of class. Whether it's a wedding, a new father, a birthday, or just because they deserve a gift, Use manpresent.com for the win. With boxes starting at $69, it has never been easier to be a gifting king. Simply visit manpresent.com and ensure you use the coupon code OFFTOPIC, all one word for 5% off your order. Manpresent.com. Man gifting made easy.